It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Shit. Can't get enough of Boomer and Carton in the morning. Al Dukes and Jerry Recco are here with some sports news and updates they didn't have time to cover. Here we go. It's the Boomer and Carton Post Game Show with Al and Jerry. Hi, it's a Monday podcast. I just finished stuffing my face with a Girl Scout cookie, which was really good, by the way, thanks to Craig leaving half the box. The Samoans. Oh, you realize how f- they're awesome. You know how fattening those are, though? Uh, very fattening, yes. I'm going to uh, go ahead and assume, Jerry. Any type I'll, of thing uh, with cookie at the end of its name, I'm going to say fattening. I'll bet you. What's it called? A Samoan cookie? Samoan. Although they, they recently changed the name for some of them because I guess they thought Samoan was uh, offensive in some way. Okay. And that they were being named after uh, people that inhabit an island. Right. Well, you realize. Although I'd love to be named after this cookie. It's delicious. It's Everyone loves them. One cookie is like 90 calories. All right. Not bad, Jerry. Good <laughs> so, choice on your part. I'm good. I had one. Oh, one. I mean, okay. you sit there and stuff your face with Kit Kat fun-sized things. Those are what? 80 calories. Uh, yeah, you're right. So then why calories. can't I have one cookie? Nope. You're right, Jerry. All right. Fair then. point. I just cleaned those up and uh, Craig's deck of cards, which he had just strewn about on the floor. Why? That's what he does. How many, how many decks of cards do you think Craig has bought in the last? Oh, hundreds. Wait, wait, wait. In the last year. In the last hundreds? year, 100. <laughs> Still 100. I'm going to say 100. Yeah, sounds about right. Jerry, I bring you to a bathroom in Stockholm, Sweden. For Why our, would you take me to a bathroom? That our, sounded weird right well, from the start. For our first story of the day. And oh, really, you're not literally taking me to nope. a bathroom. Our first story of really the week. There's a, a sign uh, in a restroom, and it's an actual, it's not a handwritten sign. It's a sign that was purchased and put up in the bathroom. All right. That says two things that you're not supposed to do in this public bathroom. Uh, the one says no smoking. And okay. It's got a. Uh, it's got the classic picture there, yes. Jerry, of the cigarette with the red slash through right, it. Which became famous on airplanes, basically. Absolutely. No smoking or wanking. <laughs> there's a sign for yep. that? What is the sign for that? Uh, th- there's no visual for that. It just says no smoking or wanking. It is a criminal offense to smoke or wank on these premises. A criminal offense. Mm-hmm. How about that? Uh, the person who wrote this article, a very smart person, they started Googling wanking to see if it could mean something other than masturbation. Turns out it does not. They just mean please do not smoke in this bathroom and please do not masturbate in this bathroom. My guess is if you were going to uh, wank it, as they say, in a public bathroom. That's seeing, disgusting. Seeing a sign not to do it was it wouldn't make you stop. No, but wouldn't it make you feel even more ashamed? Yes. I mean, come on, man. Imagine, like, for the most part, people, when they're done wanking, they feel some sort of guilt. An embarrassment. An embarrassment. Like, what did I just do? Shame. I could have been la- learning a foreign language. I don't think single people do, though. No, that, they do. Okay. <laughs> Even when I uh, when I when I was uh, unattached, Jerry, you still feel somewhat like, boy, did I I could have really learned Spanish in the amount of time that 
we spend wanking in our lifetimes. And when was the last time you even used that word? Wank? Like grammar school, no, I'm not right? sure when you ever. In eighth grade? Yeah, wanking it. It's got to be like 40 years ago for us. Yeah, long, long time. time. By the way, how about the, the bathroom at Harvard? Is no it, wanking also? It no, does not say that. Oh. But I'm just curious if you could even bring yourself to use it. No heat at all. It's outside. This is for the press box area or just? This is the press box bathroom. So at Har- Harvard Stadium, it was built like in 1900, right? And if it's kind of like Fenway. You walk around it, you're like, my God, how is this building even still standing? Yeah, but Fenway ad- uh, adapted their bathrooms to make it human-like. Right. So what I didn't say this was, oh. I didn't say the bathroom is from 1900. My point is they put a press box on top of it that doesn't look like it belongs on the stadium because the stadium is so old and decrepit. Now you've got like a, I don't want to call it new, but a somewhat modern press box. The bathroom's not in the press box. You have to walk out of the press box to this small little shed-looking thing. And the facilities inside it are fine, but, like, the wall is wood. It's freezing It's like cold. an outhouse. It's better than that, but, yes, to your point, it kind of is. But there's no heat. And I just wonder, like, could you even bring yourself to use that if you had to? Uh, I, I would be able to pee in it. That's it, though. That's it. What do you do in an emergency, then, with the other thing? In a pooping emergency? Well, I guess if an emergency calls, you have to use it, but... So you would if you had to. Yeah, my body would really have to be having an issue because uh, I'm pretty good at, my body's pretty adept at distracting itself. Your self-control. Somewhat, but you're right. Sometimes, especially if it's a food poisoning situation. Well, that's a different issue. You don't really have a thing. That's hideous, right? Mm. That's no good. That is no good. Mm. Jerry, I now bring you to South Carolina. Now you're taking me to South Carolina? again, just. Now that sounds, are we going to golf or are we just going to the beach? Just story-wise. Or strip clubs. What are we doing? uh, Rock Hill. South Carolina. Okay. A Rock Hill man has been arrested after authorities say he dialed 911 twice. Because he found someone wanking in his bathroom. Nope. He called 911 to ask irrelevant, irrelevant questions, one of which was, how many legs does an octopus have? I mean, how stupid are people? It's eight, right? I have no idea. Octo. I don't know. I eight, just don't understand why you would call 911 for such stupidity. Eight octo, meaning eight. They don't have legs, though. Puss. Those aren't legs. Well, I think he meant the tentacles. And what does the... Puss mean? I don't know. Octopus. Eight pusses. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's some sort of suction cup thingy. But anyway, this man's under arrest. He just draws you in. That's right. He's 60. Imagine being 69 years old and getting arrested for calling 911. No, something's got to be wrong with him. Legs an octopus has. It can't be a normal person. You feel bad for people like that. Either that or he's just got nothing going on in his life and he was just asking for it. His second question, because he called twice, was, is the Russian alphabet the same as the English alphabet? Great question. Any other dumb things he asked? Nope, he just had made two calls. They should have arrested, was arrested. him for just stupidity. His um, profile picture here, his arrest uh, picture, not great. Let me see. Well, it's, you're a little far away, but older guy, like old guy, very disheveled. Yeah. Well, what would you, you think? He was going to be in a Joseph Abood suit? Uh, that would have been nice. <laughs> right. And clean yourself up. All right. I'm going to jail. Let me look good. That's what I would do if I were if I were being arrested, Jerry. I would get my, make sure my, what do they call that uh, shot when it's uh, they arrest mug you? Mugshot. Mugshot. I would like to be an attractive mugshotter. You want to be the one taking no, the no. mugshot or you want to be in the mugshot? No, if, unfortunately, I was ever arrested. So go get yourself arrested. I would like to have a nice mugshot. But normally when you get arrested, 
it's for something wherein your appearance has become disheveled. Most of the time. Like, people get arrested for DUI, always a bad look. Oh, yeah, well, because they're a mess. They're yes. drunk. Um, domestic violence, where you've that's been. That's never good. You and the, the the Mr. and Mrs. have been smacking each other around, so that's a bad look. I'm waving to Craig's wife, Kim, oh, is in the hall with that? us. Oh, cool. Maybe she can come in. <laughs> She'd be a great guest for the podcast. Uh, and all these topics that we discuss, <laughs> I think it'd be off the charts, actually. <laughs> And yeah. here they come. Oh, perfect. Mr. Fixit's here with Mrs. Fixit. We Hi. wanted to have you as a guest on the podcast. <laughs> Why not? That could be fun. I'm not sure how I'm going to edit that, but <clears throat> let's just say I edited that when Craig's wife was in here because she doesn't want to be on, on tape, Jerry. No, she didn't. That would have been fun. All right. Uh, let me give you this. I first gave you that old gentleman. First, um, let me just give a quick... Uh, How's this going? Catch you up, Jerry. We uh, first dealt with a sign, no wanking in the bathroom. (laughs) Then we dealt with a a 69-year-old man who called 911 to ask how many legs an octopus has. Those two stories are no wanking and a number 69. Right, exactly. Very good. Uh, You caught us up on the bathroom situation at Harvard. I did, in between the the wanking and the 69, yeah. And now I bring you a 107-year-old man. Oh, that's awesome. I love this story already. Yes, and this is a good story. Uh, you know, they always ask old guys, what's the secret to life? Yes. That sort of thing. Don't tell me. Let me let me take a guess. All right. He's 107. He's going to say vodka. Right. And sex. All right. Very close, Jerry. He says, I've had a shot of Jim Beam in my coffee every morning. He says for 100 years. He's 100. I don't believe that. I mean... Even in the early 1900s, I don't think seven-year-old, well, you know what, who the hell knows? Now, wouldn't that make him an alcoholic? If you're drinking every day, a could you- A shot of liquor a day, does that make you an alcoholic? Right, that's my question. Um, what constitutes being I mean, an alcoholic? I, I guess by definition, it might, because maybe your body is calling for that two ounces of alcohol every day. So, yeah, I suppose. Does that mean he's a drunk, though? No, like, there, there's a- there's a definite line, I think, between being an alcoholic and a drunk based on what you're giving me. Hmm. Well, this guy's only been to the doctor, he says, three times in 100 years. Come on, really? And his doctor is dead. Maybe that's why. You can't go to your doctor if he's dead. Because he's dead. This fellow lives in Georgia. I mean, I've been to the doctor old. three times in the last three months. Yeah, I've been uh, to the doctor, uh, to the urologist three times in the past year. Boy, but you ain't kidding, man. <laughs> it's unbelievable. I'm falling apart. I'm I'm less than half his age. and I'm like right. a third of his age, and I'm right. falling apart. You'd have to be 53 and a half to be this half this man's age. Right. So He's 107. I'm, he's I'm sl- about 40%. He's slamming Jim Beams all night long. How about that? that no, no. One a day in oh, his one coffee. A day he's not slamming co- Jim Beam all okay. night long. <laughs> oh, I see. If he was, then he'd be an alcoholic that would and a definitely, drunk. That would definitely call for This it. is the way he drinks his coffee. Like, are you addicted to coffee? Um, I look forward to my coffee. Because I, I have not had coffee since Friday. On purpose? I just didn't have it. I don't know. You didn't say on Friday when you finished your coffee, you didn't say, that's it, no. I'm done with coffee. No, and as a matter of fact, when I was driving to Harvard Friday, I was going up to the, the team hotel in Boston. At about 3 o'clock, I was almost there, and I was going to stop and get a couple of coffees. I was getting a little tired at the end of them. Like, you know what? I'm good. I'll be fine. And I was, and I woke up Saturday. I'm like, nah. And then Sunday, I just I got up. I went out. Believe it or not, I went shopping at the supermarket at 6 a.m., best time to go when there's no one else there. And by the time I got home and I had breakfast, I'm like, yeah, I don't really, I don't even want it. But I think most people, like I told, 
like Eddie was making a cup of coffee, which made me think of it today. And he's like, I wouldn't be able to last a day. I'd have horrendous headaches. Would you think? That- I don't think I would have a headache. But Eddie drinks legitimately, not exaggerating, 12 cups of coffee a day. Which is unbelievable. So I, I don't think I would get a headache. But I will tell you that like when I wake up in the morning on like a Saturday or Sunday, the thought of getting a coffee gets me out of bed. You look forward to yeah, it. Yeah, I'd be like, oh, well, I'm going to make a coffee. If but I that's get not the now, same way during the week, though. No, during the week. It's more of a it, rush. And... Yeah, it's more a part of the routine. Then I would say you're probably not addicted to coffee then. And I'm also, like, I'll have a coffee on my way into work, and then at uh, 7.20, oh, no, 6.20, when we go to that first break, 6.15, yeah. 6.20, I go and get a coffee, because I'm generally starving by then. Got it. And I th- and if I have a coffee, that'll that'll quench my hunger for a bit. Yeah, it doesn't work for me. Hmm. The whole thing of just drink water till you're full, it yeah. doesn't work. Not drink happening. Drink coffee, doesn't work. Hmm. I could eat round the clock. Fatso! <laughs> Jerry, eBay sometimes has stupid stuff on it. Yo, oh, remind me about that when we're done with this. Oh. Go ahead. Yep. Maybe we have the same item. No, no. This is not going to be the same item. I'm looking to sell some items. Oh. I'll talk to you about this in a minute. You want to do them right on here, like the old swap shop radio shows? We could do that. You ever hear of these swap shop radio shows? No. I only know them because uh, Howard Stern's um, people call and prank them all well, the time. you still love Howard Stern. I do. That's I still love very Howard impressive. Stern. Yes, 30-something years, Jerry. Look at, at you. Uh, 87, did I find Howard Stern? 86, 96, 2006, 2016, 30 years. I found Imus in 90, and you found Stern in 87. Imus was 90 when you found them, or you found them? Well, he's not 90 yet, so oh, it was 1990 Okay. when I started listening to Imus. I'm Imus in the school. morning. I see. Yeah. Yes. Um, so I know there's these things, these radio shows in local, very small towns called Swap Shop. Okay. Where you, if you were selling an item, you would call the radio station and describe your item, and you'd leave your number with the producer. Then if I was listening to the radio and heard that item, I could call up and say, oh, I would like to purchase that item. It sounds item. like something yeah. that was done in 1954. Yes. Well, they still do it on really? in, in some really small town radio stations. Wow. So, uh, you know, of course, the Stern Show people call the guy and they're trying to sell, you know. A dresser with jizz stains on it and things like that. Like, and the guy doesn't understand. <laughs> so, that being said, Jerry, yeah. uh, I have this eBay item. That's an actual item on eBay. It's a uh, well with the Chicago Cubs winning their first World Series since 1908. There's all sorts of memorabilia okay. up on eBay. Someone put a bag of air from the Cubs World Series victory on eBay, and it has 11 bids. For a, right now, the high is $11. It's a bag of air from Wrigley Field. It's just a plastic Ziploc bag. By the way, whoever thought of that, <laughs> genius. Yeah. Why not? Yeah, why not? That's People funny. love anything Chicago-related. I bet if it had the Cubs logo on it, that would sell, but it's just a plain bag. I was at the bag last game air. the Jets played at Shea Stadium. Do you have any air from it? I don't have air from it, although oh. I guess I could say so. And... The fans stormed the field when it was over. And Who was did they with, play? Do you remember? I think it was the Steelers, but I don't. Re- I, I don't remember. Last I think game at Shea. I think it was the Steelers. I probably should have checked before I opened my mouth. All house. right. Uh, but I was. I mean, I was young. I was what seven, eight years old or something. And um, the, my friend who I went with was not a football fan, nor did his father know anything about football. But he got the tickets and knew I liked it, and so we went. We took train and train to train from New Jersey to. Shea Stadium. I thought I was going to Japan because I was a kid. I don't know what the hell we were doing. 
And I remember after the game, uh, everybody stormed the field, and we didn't know what to do. So we went down, and we saw people taking the grass. So we grabbed pieces of grass and, like, you know, little flaps you could put on your head. Like, they'd be like, uh, like wigs. Like a toupee. So I brought home. We you, planted it. You had grass. Shea yeah. Stadium grass. We did. I gave it to my dad. He was like, I'll plant it. It was probably dead by the time I got home with it. But now you would sell that. Right. Very easily, you I would, would think, right? Right, absolutely. Dirt and lawn from the final game of a stadium, 100%. Right, now this wasn't the final game of the stadium, it was just the final Jet game. Were people trying to rip out seats even though the Mets were still going to be using the stadium? Um, Yes, they were taking seats, yeah. I believe. I always like to see that. And the goalposts, they, they were ripping down. Oh, they knocked that down. Yes. I used to like that whole feel of the Jet games from Shea. The what? I liked the feel of those Jet games from Shea. I never went to one, but seeing it on TV, I prefer it to the stale... Field I agree. that is met life. I totally agree with you. I also used to like there were numerous fields uh, back in the eighties that doubled as football and baseball stadiums, sure. and they would have. I used to love like uh, the the infield dirt would just be on like the fifty yard yep. line for some places. Well, the Raiders still deal with that. Oh, they at do. the Coliseum with the A's. You have games in September, and you see second base. And remember when the vet, the, the Eagles used to do it with the Phillies, that disgusting building? Yeah, they would just try to patch the where the bases were. And it didn't work because with that, it was AstroTurf, and the, the, the grass would kind of clip the cleats, and the whole thing was terrible. Yes. Uh, by the way, Steelers, it was the Steelers, uh, 34-7. Who was the quarterback for the Jets? Was that a Richard Todd era or Kenny O'Brien? T- I don't think it was O'Brien yet. I don't know the answer to that. I don't All right, what Again, year was it? Uh, this was 1983, so I was nine. In 83? I don't remember much. In 83, I, I was, let's see, much. 69 to 79, 80, 81, 82. I was uh, 13, 14 years old. Okay. So you should remember more than I should. Oh, definitely. Frankly. Interesting. And then here's a, a man who uh, they finally, the law caught up with him, Jerry, and I, I grabbed this story just for you and I. Okay. A man who, a man from Queens who owes more than $74,000 in outstanding tolls, was finally caught. Wow. He was going through the toll booths with no uh, license plate and no easy pass. But now, when they would take a picture of his uh, his his dump truck, right. it had no license plate on it. Well, this is like the story, by the way, Pat Ryan was the quarterback of the Jets that ah, day. Ah, Pat Ryan. Uh, and Bradshaw was still the quarterback of the Steelers. Do you remember the story I told you about the guy they got at the George Washington Bridge? Yes. Where he had that contraption where the license plate would flip. Right. He would have, it was like futuristic. He'd hit a button, it would flip, and he would go through. And finally, they realized his pattern, and they were waiting for him. Yeah. Put him in jail. They caught this dude at the Gothels Bridge toll at 4.15 p.m. the other day. No kidding. He had gone through 712 times without paying. So how does that work then? He gets arrested and he's put in jail, or is he given an opportunity to pay the outstanding debt? Let's see. He was charged with obstructing governmental administration, petit larceny, petty and larceny, la- petty larceny, and license plate violation. You just call it petit larceny. That's evidently. <laughs> he was facing arraignment in Staten Island Criminal Court. I don't know what the penalty for that's going to be. I mean, it's a lot of money. He might Hopefully, go to jail. He's thrown in jail for life. He, he, well, I don't know about life. I mean, that'd be a little life extreme, imprisonment. Jeez, how's this guy ever going to come up with seventy four k? He's not. Do you Payment think, plan. Do you think you've paid seventy four thousand dollars worth of tolls yeah, coming into New York I every do. day for twenty years? For that twenty I've been doing years, it? yeah. I mean, just think about right now. 
if I'm spending, I mean, you could do it very easily. On average, I spend about $350 a month on Easy Pass, essentially. So times 12, that's $4,200 a year on average times 20 years. That's about $85,000. Wow. Wow. Think of the money you could have saved if you had no license plate. Or if I had a job in New Jersey. Oh, that would even work better. Right. Although there's tolls there if you had a no toll. Like these people that, I like when people are looking to buy a house or a a condo or something, they go, oh, it's it's still a 15-minute drive to work. I try to find something closer. Like I watch those shows on on HGTV. <clears throat> I'm not going out crazy. of the neighborhood. We're not close enough to the city. Drop dead. Right. They go, oh, um, so I'm going to have a 20 minute ride to work. I'm not sure about this place. In the meantime, they're in the middle of Iowa, where right. they're dealing with our cows and some tractors. You'll get to work just fine in right. 20 minutes. Just it's funny. I would love to live near my work. I never. So I. I never lived near my work. Not even in Tampa. Uh, no, it still was like 30 minutes. Yeah, I've never lived well. Real work, anyway. Right. Yeah, I had part-time jobs. Right. You would have to be reasonable close to your home. In terms of a real gig, though, or a real job, it's yeah. always been a pain in the ass. Like a job. It's always Manhattan. Right. Where a job where you got a salary with benefits. Right. That's always a long Something drive. Serious. Although I would say 106.3 was only 15 minutes from my house. That was that was a good deal. I used to get up. I used to wake up at 4.50, be out the door at 5.05, and I'd be there. I'd literally be sitting there prepping at 5.20. That was okay, and that was a, that was a couple of years for the morning wreck radio show you had. Well, when I was doing mornings, yes, that was that was kind of cool. Last thing for you, mention eBay. All right. So I found these junk bomb shirts that we never sold. They're very nice, long sleeve. They're Where did you find them? Shirts. Yes. Well, when we were doing, when we were selling them, stupid face over here was the one who drew the short straw that apparently was uh, given out, and I was the one that did all the shipping oh, for right. hundreds of orders a couple of years ago, which is fine, whatever. Uh, that has not worked out well. So I was cleaning up my closet yesterday, and I came across a bag. There's going to be 100 shirts in there. Really? So my thought is, do I sell them on eBay? And what do I do with them? They're brand new, and they're good shirts. Who paid for the shirts? Well, I mean, we, we all, all put invested, money in. You're right. You know, I mean, did Craig put in a lot more than us? Yes. Did we all put money in, though? Yes. Yes. So do I sell them? Interesting. Do I, I give them away as Christmas gifts? I think you'd have to uh, check that with the boss here, Craigie. You even think he remembers what junk bomb is at this point? I don't. Right. I don't think. How about I just that. sell them and we split the money? For I like race. that. I'm for that, Jerry. But do you think I could sell them on eBay? Anybody yes. out there, if you're interested in a junk bomb shirt, send me a note on Twitter. I'll get in touch with you. And I, how much do I? I mean, I don't th- know. These are quality shirts. These are not five dollar shirts. Right. If I sold them for fifteen bucks, is that fair? Just to recoup Plus some shipping? money. I think we actually paid thirty dollars a shirt or thirty two dollars a right. shirt. So do you think $15 plus shipping is fair? Yeah, I don't know what the legalities are of that. What legalities? I'm, I'm asking sure. you right now. No one even knows I have them. Oh, you're asking me. Um, Yeah, if they're your property, Jerry? No, no, they're our property. We oh, all the whole bought them. junk bomb team. Correct. Yeah or nay? Put them on eBay. It's a Christmas time. Yeah. I might be able to sell them. You would definitely be able to sell them. I know. I'm asking you what you think I should oh, do. I, see. I think I could sell them, and I think we can split the money four ways. I think you could as well. I say we discuss it off the um, oh. podcasting uh, You make a tapes. damn decision. All right. I got to go. Uh, okay. Warm-up coming up next. Don't oh, go yeah. anywhere. Sue. It's the Boomer and Carton Warm-Up Show with Alan Jerry. It's just like Boomer and Carton without Boomer or Carton. Good luck with that. All right, Boomer and Carton coming up top of the hour. What's up, Al? Good weekend. Oh, hi, Jerry. 
Yeah, I went to watch uh, the um, what the New York City Marathon, and then I caught uh, the, the sports bars, the Giants game and the Jet game. Where do you want to go first? You want to start with the Jets or the Giants? Because you got things from both of these games. I would say the Giants. I mean, I watched the game with uh, a bunch of Eagles fans. I didn't know any of them. Right. I just was surrounded by them. And I'm one of these guys who is all for, I don't like the TD celebrations. I don't like quarterbacks getting hit late. I don't like uh, unnecessary roughness. These guys that I watched the game with who I did not know want all of those things. Yeah. They want the celebrations. They want guys hitting the quarterback late. Younger guys? Younger, yeah, guys like looking in their 20s and 30s. Right. They like it. They love the violence. They want more violent hits. Well, that's the problem with the NFL is you want the hits. You want to see the violent collisions. The problem is those types of things are leading to horrendous things off the field for the players of yesteryear. Right. So what's the bad? It's kind of like Richard Sherman the other day. Richard Sherman last week, we played the clips, is talking about how he wants to play in the 60s, 70s, and 80s when you can do anything to anybody and you can just demolish guys. At the same time, you've got guys from that era that are suing the league because the game is too dangerous. Right. So where's the balance? I don't know, Jerry. That's a good question. Anyway, the Giants at least do get the win. I don't know about you, but I'm watching the end of that game thinking they can't blow this, can they? And by the way, they could have. That pass from Wentz was actually a really good pass in the end zone. Receiver turned the wrong way. Otherwise, they win that game. Right. He put the ball where the defender couldn't touch it. Right. And that Eli Manning pick near uh, in the uh, in the under two minutes that put them in that spot. Right. Then we got two minutes of uh, the Eli Manning face on the sideline. <laughs> Where he looks like, you know, like in a cartoon when they hit the cartoon character <laughs> over the head with a big hammer? Yes. And then the, he's just like, has the birds flying out. And they kept going to it. And he was just like, oh. But here's the thing. That's what makes him so calm and cool in pressure situations. He he doesn't change. That's him. Good, bad, and different. Whether you like it, you don't like it, you laugh at it, you're good with it. That's what makes him who he is. And I heard uh, Moose taking calls in the overnight from excited Giants fans, and Moose was being very negative about the Giants. Like, what did you see that was any different? The difference from what I saw and what people are excited about is that at least they threw the ball deep a Many number times. of times. Many How about right. the one to Cruz for 46 yards? Beautifully thrown ball. Right, like he actually threw downfield yeah. a number of times, and that – Seemed like a lot more probably than it was. You do wonder, and you've said this before, or maybe Craig said this before, why not just do it on every play? Yes. It sounds so stupid, so simplistic. You realize how that would open up the running game if your first couple of series, down the field, down the field, down the field. All of a sudden, they're dropping six guys back. Now, I know that you're not going to do that, but when it works, you sit there and say, why isn't it done more? Yes, let's do this more often. Then you had the Jet game. And this was a doozy. Uh, I imagine a lot of the morning will be spent on the Jets from yesterday in Miami, a game that they had to win. They don't. And you can point to the interception by Fitzpatrick in the end zone. Terrible throw, no doubt. You could point to the one where the defensive lineman dropped back. He never saw him. That stopped the drive. The big fat guy that he threw the interception yeah, to? Yeah, exactly. You got that too. But not for anything. Antonio Allen's got to be the GOAT, isn't he? I mean, you get the go-ahead touchdown, you kick the ball off, they're stopped at the 20-yard line. Oh, sorry, you were offsides. How often do you ever see that in a football game? Yeah, I thought the Jets did not deserve to win that game. So when they when they scored at the end there before the kickoff return, I thought they're going to end up winning this game. And weeks from now, we're going to look and go, oh, no, they beat the Dolphins, even though they didn't. it didn't feel sure. like they should have won that game. Yep. And then that just heartbreak kick return. 
I mean, and that's brutal. And again, it's after you stop them. I yeah. thought Chad Cascadden was on SNY. He's a former, I think he was a linebacker Chad for the Cascannon? Jets. Chad <laughs> Cascannon? He's terrific. Cascadden. Oh. <laughs> he was with the Jets late 90s, early 2000s, I'm pretty sure. And he made the point, you know, Ray Lucas is there and Westoff is there. He's like, listen, I've done kick coverage before. He goes, it doesn't seem like much. He goes, but when you run 100 yards to cover a kick or 70 yards, whatever it is, and then there's a flag and you got to go do it again, you're gassed. He goes, so perhaps that penalty really destroyed their chances of winning because the idea of getting down and covering that kick was a problem. And then remember when uh, Brett Favre wouldn't get out of the way for Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, sure. I felt like that yesterday when Bryce Petty came in. And then I see Fitzpatrick doing like ballerina-type dances trying to get his knees ready. I'm like, why is he coming back in? Well, let me ask you this. What do you want him it's to do? Over. Say, you know what? Guys, it's over. I'm good. I'm yes. going to go sit and watch Petty play. No, you that can't I would do like. That. Do you, that's not being a competitor. You can't do that. But I'm like, come on. No, no, no that's no, the coach. No, no. no the, then uh, Bowles the should have said, to do that. his knees are hurt. That said, they still won the game if they stop a kick return, most likely. But I get your point. He threw a bad interception. All good. I want to play a couple of Brandon Marshall clips for the amount of time we have left here. He was he spoke for nine minutes. So the first question, I won't play it, but the first question is, you know, how devastating is the way things turned out? He took 22 seconds to just say it's real tough. I'm, you know, it's difficult to lose, real frustrating. And then uh, a reporter says, are you fighting yourself to not say something stronger? I'm always fighting myself not to say anything stronger. I wear my emotions on my sleeve. I'm a transparent person. Uh, that's never going to change. But- and that's good, right? That's all good. Then he basically puts the entire season on himself and his quarterback. This falls on Fitz and I. This whole year falls on Fitz and I. We're the leaders on that side of the ball, and we're not getting it done. You like that? I do like that. That's pretty good. Now, he got into a heated exchange with Fitzpatrick in this game as well, and he kind of went into it a little bit. Things got a little heated, and, um, you know, it's part of the game. And, you know, but my love for Fitz and and how I feel about Fitz is not going to change. It hasn't changed. Have you ever seen two men talk about how much they love each other like these two? They do love each other. They text each other. He then got into a hole, and I, I want to be careful how I say this because it was not a Keyshawn Johnson moment, but he was talking about how he needs the ball more. And it wasn't because of stats. It wasn't because of numbers. It wasn't because I want to score touchdowns. He very uh, he detailed what can happen if you throw him the ball more. And he talked about how the Jalen Marshall touchdown was all a result of him having a few passes thrown his way consecutively that it opened up the other side of the field because the coverage was being drawn to him. It was a very interesting nine minutes from Brandon Marshall and interesting to see how this thing plays out now going forward for the next seven, eight weeks. Now that pick he threw, I think it was the fourth quarter, the one he floated into the end zone. It was absolutely the fourth quarter, yeah. Didn't he do that a game or two ago? Same exact type of thing where he floated one to the back of the end zone where there was not a receiver. Nothing else to say. It was not a good throw, and he said that. And Ball says he's sticking with him if the MRI today looks clean. Because they asked him three different times, and he kept saying, Ryan's my quarterback. And by the way, how about Richardson and and Wilkerson not playing the first quarter? Coach's decision. Coaches, he must have said that seven times. you got to give us something. You can't sit those guys in the first quarter of an important game and not tell us why. Even just say it's discipline. you got to say something. 
Anyway, we'll take a quick time out. You like the story from the Steelers game we'll get to. And if we have time, something from the Knicks as well. Then Boomer and Carton at 6 on the fan. It's the Boomer and Carton warm-up show with Alan Jerry. It's the shortest show on WFAN. Yes, it is. And if you missed it this morning, I don't know how you would have, but the Giants did beat the Eagles 28-23. Dolphins beat the Jets 27-23. We had a couple of other things. Uh, Steelers lost to the Ravens yesterday. Uh, and it was not a good game by any stretch. As a matter of fact, they were pretty awful. Uh, until late when the Steelers started scoring some points. They get to within 21-14. Chris Boswell is the Steelers kicker, and I know you like this. If you haven't seen the video, you must, because he goes for the onside kick. Did you see the, the whole play? I did. So he approaches the ball, the right side of the ball, goes beyond the ball, and tries to kick the ball with his left foot to the right side. He tried to swing it behind him. Yes. Like some type and of fool trickery. Everybody. Yeah. How far would you say the ball went? One inch. Maybe. And then I like that he thought, well, let me just give it another. <laughs> like they didn't see it. Yeah, let me just give it another kick. Uh, so this was so bad. Here's Ian Eagle. I think it was Rich Gannon with Ian on CBS. Uh, even as the officials got together, they were mocking it. These guys are cracking up. <laughs> they're, they're saying, well, you've been in the league what how the? long? Have you ever seen that? <laughs> no, not me either. Have you seen it? What, is, what, what just happened? That was an air ball, right? <laughs> yeah. That was terrible. And Ben Roethlisberger was furious <laughs> on the sideline. You're talking about Eli's face on the sideline. Right. Roethlisberger looked like, get that stupid kicker off this team. And your uh, Dallas Cowboys have the Steelers this weekend. They do. 425, that's a game that'll be here on the fan, as a matter of fact. Did How about the that? Browns try the old uh, 1980s gimmick where they made yeah. the Cowboys wear the blue oh. jerseys for bad luck? Or uh, do they well, sometimes I, wear the white jerseys at home? That's a good question. I don't know what they wear at home all the time, but the Cowboys were blue. That has been, I mean, that's been outside. Since the 1980s, by the way. Well, it's but, been out since the Aikman-Emmett era. How about this formation? They, on their first series, and they went down, they got a field goal. They lined up three down linemen, three guys to the right, that's six, two guys to the left, a quarterback, and then players stacked behind the three guys wide and the two guys wide. It looked like something out of a video game. Now, it worked. They got a big hitter to Crowell down the middle of the field, and it led to a field goal. But you talk about the officiating. They let those guys play yesterday. They're, they could have called illegal hands uh, to the face, illegal contact, passing interference on almost every play, and they just let it go. It was tough to watch, actually. I would have thrown a towel at him. At like the who? Refs. Travis uh, Kelsey, Jerry. Yes, of the Chiefs, who then was uh, unhappy. Well, he apologized to everybody uh, for getting the penalty, all his teammates and things. Did not apologize to the ref. And when they asked him at the end, did you learn anything from this? He said, yeah, I can't throw my flag but the refs can throw their flags all day long. Isn't that kind of the point of what the refs are there for? All right, Boomer and Carton next on The Fan.